Okay. This is... Wow! What, what a weed. What a weed. Politics. Eita Ola. It is time for our weekly political discourse. And as before, we've invited our usual commentator and analyst. However, we keep bringing him back because he's good at what he does, not because we're related to him in any way. Just stating for the record. So please give a warm welcome back to Butsang Mudimuame Muilwa. How are you doing, brother man? Ah, I'm good. I'm good, brother Fesh. What's up? Uh, better than last week, this week. Not fully recovered. Yes, sir. But I'm good. I can't complain. Uh, welcome to another week of Wow of the Week, brother. Yeah, it's been a tough, hectic week. Yes, sir. You know, domestically and globally as well. Uh, in, in fact, let's start uh, at home. Um, a, a giant baobab has fallen. Um, in the death of Prince Mango Sutu Butelezi. Yes, yes. Um, very divisive in terms of how people are seeing his legacy. Um, all people, some people, some people will say, all I remember is violence in the 90s or the 80s. 80s yeah. uh, you know, other people are saying, but he was a statesman who rebuilt and rebranded after those 80s. Others are saying, uh, you know, it's through his prime ministering that the Zulu nation were able to rebuild and become as great as they are again after what happened with the British a couple of hundred years ago. Yes, yes. So, so, so he, you know, he, like I said, highly divisive, depending on which side of history uh, you're sitting. Well, fresh. Uh, uh, luckily for for some of us, we are in middle age, yeah, uh, and 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 we have seen the seventies, eighties, nineties, and the twenties. But uh, le let me start by saying, may the the soul of Prime Minister uh, Mangosutu Butele is rest in eternal peace, mm. uh, as an el not only as an elderly statesperson, but also as as, as a parent to some of us, mm. and, and and I don't want to limit it to the Zulu nation only. Uh, who amongst us is perfect and has lived a perfect life. None, even the most admired people on earth. But I, I, I'm also shocked at the way African people are reacting, uh, especially those who come from the opposition of Mango Tsutsubutelezi, the person, mm -hmm. and not only the political part opposition, because the African National Congress has officially come with various statements denouncing their members who have been talking negatively about the passing, about the history of, of Prince Butelezi. Mm. But, you know, there's something I've learned as an African child, that you do not share the spoils of the deceased before they are buried. Mm. And and that has been an African culture and practice. You know, the the, the, the spirit of, 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 of Mr. Butelezi had not rested when everybody started doing all the negative things that were surrounding him. And, uh, but I, I've, I've known and I've seen uh, 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 Prince Mangos too, which is coincidentally, Dr. Moss Mashamaide, who put together my biography, mm. was busy putting together the biography of, of uh, the first official biography of Dr. Uh, 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 Prince Mango Tsuchibutelezi. And, 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 and I've, I've happened to have interacted with people who were very close to him as a person, mm -hmm. as a father, as a parent, and as a political leader as well. But I don't think uh, people should forget or put aside the wrong things that they think he may have made. Mm -hmm. uh, we shouldn't do that, but this is not the time to be talking about such. And and when, when people fail to confront him when he was alive, there are people like, for example, the City Press editor, Mold Makanya was the first person who, you know, 
issued a statement and released some of his old writings. And and he didn't start now, but it never changed. And, and why should we, when we look at the 80s in the townships, I grew up in a township, I've experienced violence, I've studied in Soweto, I've experienced violence between political parties. And should why should we limit to an individual? Uh, why, why wouldn't we sit and say today, and I know it's very funny, mm-hmm. I've never heard of Inkata fighting the PC, PC fighting Azap, Inkata fighting Azap. It has always been the NC versus somebody mm-hmm. in the violence of the township. Mm-hmm. And, and what are people saying about that? Are they going to stand up today and say the forefathers of the NC or the previous leaders of the NC, they orchestrated violence? No, that is not true. They didn't do that. Violence has never been a good thing amongst African people. But also we know that there was a third force involved. Whether Inca Freedom Party or its leaders allowed the third force being the apartheid government to use them to fight the former liberation movement and particularly the ANC, it's something that is within our history books. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that we know what, what transpired. But I think, personally, I think uh, Dr. Mango Sujanis did very well for this country politically. He may, he may have a different political opinion in my view. For example, mm-hmm. we all know that he believed very strongly in, in the tribalistic cultural of the Zulu nation. But what's wrong with mm-hmm. that? When you take your own culture and you put it in front, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. We, 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 I may sit and say I'm a Motswana man, but I want to, 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 to make my, 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 my cultural activities and behavior and conduct to be diverse. But if somebody prefers to say, I'm Zulu and I want to remain Zulu and nothing but Zulu, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. The second part is, we know that he was a federalist. You know, he believed in a federal state. He doesn't believe in the unitary state and national government. But what's wrong in being a federalist? There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, but sadly, people are forgetting that it was... Uh, um, Prince Mango Sutu who towards 1994 elections, if you remember in Qatar during the elections, they even had to to add on ballot paper stickers, mm. extra stickers, because he compromised for the sake of peace in the country, for the sake of democracy, for the sake of progression. He has been in the cabinet or an MP, uh, no, not cabinet, but let me say an MP of South Africa from the dawn of democracy until the last day. In fact, it's into the longest serving member. Yes. And and there's quite a number of people, you know, uh, with my relationship with Andy Lemkikam, I can tell you that Andy when he was an EFF MP, mm. he used to say to me, you will never believe the wisdom I'm getting from Dr. Butelezi from parliamentary processes. Mm. Yes, the day the BLF went to parliament after Andile was no longer an MP to present some paper. You know, Dr. Butelezi was one of the people who were saying to Andile, I can't wait for you to come back to parliament and bring your programs into parliament. Mm. But people don't know those things because our media has painted an awful picture. Mm. Today, whether it's for the Zulu people or it's for the people from the KZN province, they have the Nongoma trust or land. And, and if you read the history books of this country, it was Prince Buchelezi who initiated that process, mm-hmm. who made sure that land, which was in the forefront of the liberating fight in South Africa, somebody would say, why didn't he do it for the whole country? But if he could do it for the people that he was leading as a prince or a prime minister of, 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 of KwaZulu, let, let it be. But I, I, I think without showering him with praises and looking at negativities, I just think he did his part, he ran his race, and he passed on as an old statesman in South Africa. And I think we should be proud to have had a leader like Prince Bango Suchu He'll get a level one funeral today. What are your thoughts on that? And those who say, why is he getting a level one, but many others as great possibly as he didn't get level ones? 
Look, it's a prerogative of the state. It's a prerogative, it's a presidential prerogative. If the president of the republic was sitting, could have been any other president. Mm. And and we have questioned so many people, why didn't they get level one? I, I think it's a well-deserved uh, uh, level one with, with, with full military, you know, uh, uh, honors. Mm. And I think being the longest serving member of parliament, being a leader of a political party, a prime minister of KwaZulu and the Zulu nation, which is the biggest, you know, a nation in, in, in South Africa, I think it's a well-deserved thing. It's a well-deserved And it's also, you know, to show when you negotiate, you don't really take, you sometimes give. You compromise. You compromise mm. to show that the ANC is still ruling in the country. And Prince Mangostubutele has been, has been, you know, there were loggerheads historically, but he has been a friend of the ANC as well as the Democratic Alliance. And I think he had managed being the leader of the IFP to can create a relation between all, him and all other political parties. I've been here seen one political party except individuals from various political parties denouncing Prince Mangosu to Butelezi mm-hmm. and the role he played in the politics of the country. He, he was not only the leader of the AFP, he was a national leader of South Africa. And I think it's a well-deserved uh, uh, funeral uh, uh, that is a, a level one state funeral. And I, I, I think they will put this behind us and move on as a nation. But a legacy that he has left for us as a nation and particularly for the Zulu people, it's something we cannot undermine. Absolutely. Um, let's keep it uh, within the borders. Um, public protector Busisum Kwebane is now former public protector Busisum Kwebane. Yes. Uh, majority in parliament agreed um, that she's guilty of misconduct for ignoring various court findings. Yes. And uh, they also agree that she victimized officials during her tenure. And, uh, yeah, during her tenure as public protector. But for a lot of people, one of the big issues was Parliament said today, and by tomorrow there was a letter from the president, (laughs) who often capitulates, who often hesitates, who might even look for a retired judge to say, should I write write a letter? (laughs) Now, yeah, uh, look, I, 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 I was also very surprised. That was very quick. We st- I was still digesting. And in fact, report. and I love the way he words it, uh, that, uh, listen, Parliament has decided. Yeah. So my job is to, to do as, uh, yeah. what Parliament has decided. Yeah, I, I, I don't know when does the president apply their mind if, independent if, of if the... In fact, she says the, the National finding. Assembly resolution compels me compels to remove me. you from office. Exactly. I, I don't think I, I don't think the way it is. I don't think it compels. Yeah. I don't think it compels, really. Uh, the president hired. Is the, is, is the final bag stops mm. with the president. But that was quick. I think that letter was long prepared. It, uh, it was ready. Uh, it was ready. Yeah. Just, uh, the signature was there. He just issued it. But also to save time, mm. uh, knowing that he is left with Less than twenty waking days mm. in in the she should you know the, the the timing is should this rain after a contract has ended you'd have had some labor relations implications mm. but mm. they wanted to do it as fast as possible that it should Com- happen committent yes uh, 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 as he would say exactly so so yeah uh, it's the former public protector now. She announced during the course of the week, I think on Wednesday, that she's taking this matter on review. Mm. Uh, and then what people should understand is that an appeal and a review are two different things. You know, taking it on review has its own dynamics. They can only limit it to that report and what transpired there, mm. whether she was being given a fair process 
or, or not. But uh, yeah, it's the former public protector. Now we should look forward at the appointment of the recommended one or whether the president. Now this is what we must look at. Mm. Is President Ramaphosa going to act very swiftly mm. in confirming Collega mm. as the public protector? Like if, oh, colleague, colleague. Yes, uh, that's it. So, so, so that's what we are waiting for. But I think the battle of uh, Advocate Bishwem Koban, the former public protector, it's going to be a very long battle. battle. Mm. Uh, I said and applied my mind to this. There's some elements towards it. Uh, people, you know, we spoke about it last week. What is at stake? Mm. Uh, is the benefits that goes with the package of being a public protector itself. There's quite a number of benefits, not only the pension. Sure. Uh, you, you are entitled, for example, to a medical aid for life. You are further entitled to uh, bodyguards or security personnel mm. uh, for a year or two after you uh, leave the office and then your pension fund, obviously. And, and there's other, you know, added stuff like, for example, 10 domestic flights per annum mm. that she's entitled mm. to, to fly internally. So does she lose all of that? She's going to lose all of that. However, and, and I'm going to watch this one very closely, mm. the pension part of it, which is nine point something million as mm. prescribed. Remember, the pension fund, it is not only a benefit you have. There's also a contribution mm. from yourself as an employee. Absolutely. Understand? So people must not think the loss of the pension fund, and this will be now be governed by the Pension Fund Act. Mm. It's mm. not going to be automatically a loss. But what they want her to do is to lose the state contribution oh, towards yes. a pension fund when mm. But there's there's legal cases in that regard. I was going to say, so her fighting this means what, though? Look, it, it's very important for her to keep her benefits. Mm. But but let's leave all those men up. The main benefit is the pension, the state so. contribution to the pension. But also remember now the danger of her being declared incompetent and all those things. It 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 draws along the risky lines of her being declared a delinquent. Mm. And once it arrives at that point, it means she can't be able to function ever again mm. anyway. She can't be a board member, she can't practice and, and all those. And we have seen how these people were vigorous. The mm. committee, the public, the media and everybody else regarding this matter. It wouldn't surprise me that after this process, somebody's going to jump and apply to court that advocate with Swim Company be declared a, a, a delinquent. You understand? Mm. So so you can't be an executive member or executive board of anywhere. I mean, that will destroy your life permanently. And I think her battle is not just an empty battle mm. of her one Team. And that's what people should understand. It's not just her wanting to retain these benefits and, and the title of the former public protector. No, 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 no. There's many other implications that a normal professional would actually go on this review to clear your name so that you can have your life after that office. Mm. And I think that's the fundamentally what she's going to battle for. Some questions people have been asking on social media were, why did she not just resign? Look, I think that's a principal decision. Mm -hmm. yeah. That would have been an easy walk out mm -hmm. if she would have resigned uh, when this process started or when she was asked to resign. She would have walked away with those benefits. And, but look, it's a principle of saying, I didn't do wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and, and and my legal team and advisors are saying, you didn't do anything wrong. If I resign, I'm going, then what after? And then it, I, I think it's, it's also trying to keep a brave face of saying, if you know you didn't do wrong, if you know you've got a strong case, mm -hmm. you will obviously not resign and continue to do your work. What, what are your thoughts on her playing victim, though? Because she's done, she's been very good at playing victim. Uh, she's been very good at saying, it's because I'm a black woman. 
despite the fact that um, her predecessor was a black woman also. Hey, Charlie. Um, you know, she's played victim, despite the fact that even uh, along the different courts, they said she doesn't necessarily have a proper grasp of the law, for instance. There are even instances where she admitted that she could have done better, yeah. but she still proceeded to play victim. What are your thoughts on that? Was it was it her, or was it us, the followers, the media, and the supporters who were putting the black and the woman thing up front? No, she said uh, it. Uh, she said it. In, she said it at the commission. Okay, but, but if I, if I don't. I'm, think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure she said it. At the commission. I, I don't think. Well, she said, I don't think uh, that should have been the issue. Mm. I don't think Busim Kwabalo was being attacked because she was a black woman. Mm. Uh, I, in I, fact, I, she she likened it to GBV even. I, I I don't think that was the issue because mm. the, her predecessor, as you correctly said, was a black woman as mm. well. Mm. And even the one, uh, I think it was Mushwana before it was a black person. So I don't think it was a racial issue. I don't think it was a gender issue. Mm. I think it had everything to do with the factions within the ruling party. I was going to say, did she play for politics? Me, for she, me, played she, politics. Play, she played politics. Mm. I, think, I think she played politics. It, it, it became out and clear that she's been seen as belonging to a certain faction of the ruling party. And 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 if Zoom Kobanu would have stood up and said, I am being victimized, I'm being harassed, I'm being charged because I'm knocking at the doors of people like the president and other important people, mm. I would have bought that story better. But also that's not unique mm. because the previous public protector also went for Jacob Zuba. You know, Tuluma Zonzela went for Jacob Zuma mm. and other high-ranking officials. So it, it's in the nature of that office. Uh, 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 I don't think it, has, it had to do with race. I don't mm. think it had to do with, with gender. I think it had to do with the person. Is she a victim? Look, uh, I don't think it's a victim. I think it's a, I, th I don't think it's victimization. I think, I personally think, it's an unfortunate face whereby she was in the wrong position at the wrong time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's one. Two, I also think it had to do with her doing her work. Mm. I, I mean, the, the, all this is related to your work, not the personality. It's her doing to your work. Whether other people are satisfied with their work or not, it's immaterial in this instance. But but uh, I don't think it's a, it's a victim of professionalism. It's a victim of being in the wrong side of mm -hmm. politics in the country. No, that's a political, that's a highly politicized position. And she was on the wrong side of politics. Uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's cases of the people who are seen from being from her faction, mm. uh, if you look at the the estimatory issue, sure. so for clearing those people and and understand, so it was playing very clear politically mm. which cases is she going to put aside and and, and, and so forth. But the damage is done mm. to that office. Mm. The attack on her as a person. Look, another thing that people were celebrating. You know, I watched that whole process. Mm. I looked at the MP celebrating mm. to say this is a victory. We've made history, but to make history with what I call a snacks thing, an ugly thing. We must make history with beautiful things. It's the first time in the history of this country mm. that a person has to be removed by parliament to this majority. Mm. It's okay. It's good when she did wrong or she was found wanting or mm. doing wrong. It's okay. But you can't celebrate such. You, mm. you when when you are failing to use your two third majority to achieve things that will move us forward as a country. And so so when do we actually celebrate achievement mm -hmm. in government? When something negative happens and divides the nation, or when something that is very positive, parliament must stand up and say, we have done something positive, let's celebrate it. 
I didn't see any MP celebrating the president signing the sign language, the 12th language of South Africa into law. That's a huge achievement, and they didn't celebrate that. So when they are big biting and fighting and calling each other names, then they celebrate that. Now, I found it very clumsy. Now, um, before the vote happened, um, Secretary General of the ANC, uh, Mbalula, yes. said that he expects every ANC member of parliament to be in parliament to vote. And only death should stop you be from showing up. <laughs> yes. um, um, Minister Lamine Zuma didn't show up. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Well, look, I, I, I've, I, I've listened to the Secretary General Figile and with his exaggerated statements. I've listened to the ANC Chief Whip, uh, uh, Majordina. Uh, oh, pay me, yes. Yes. And and she said she didn't know where Dr. Lamine Zuma is, yes. you know, as a minister. And, but again, you see, they've created a problem for themselves because it has happened that Dr. Zamini Zuma defies not just being absent, vote against... As a, as a member in good standing. As a member in good standing. Yes. It has also happened before that people like Travin Godan had voted against the party line. In, but so it's going to be very difficult for the ANC Disciplinary Committee to discipline Dr. Zamini Zuma. It's going because th this practice has been there, it depends on whose side. But with her, she's been consistent. Mm -hmm. you know she, she has done it in the Jacob Zuma admin, she has done it in the Ramaphosa admin, she, she, didn't, she didn't show up, and the only one who didn't show up. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but Do you think was, she was making a statement? I think she was making a statement. I think it was deliberate. Yeah. I, I, I actually had... No, maybe the lift was stuck. <laughs> I actually had wished she did what she did the last time, yeah. to go there and vote against as a principal, as a member of parliament, mm. not as a member of the ANC. Yes, yes, yes. But I think in order not to define the party line and not to compromise her position and her belief, she decided, I'm not going to go there. Fresh, what, what can they do? You know, the only thing that they can is that the president must remove her out of office and reshuffle cabinet and all that. But I think if they are going to try and take this through a disciplinary hearing, mm -hmm. they'll be faced with serious legal challenges. Sure. Because it has happened before, others have done it before. You understand? I mean, I mean, I listened uh, uh, to an old clip of uh, the chairperson of the ANC, uh, Mr. Guedeman Tashi. Uh, 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 talking about how people should tore the line not to vote against the party line. Then there's another one where he says, no, 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 we cannot be voting like cows and just be saying we must be principled and must vote with conscience. When does conscience apply and when doesn't conscience apply? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but it's a wait and see situation. Look, the NC has been committing a lot of own goals. And, and I think this is also another trap that they may, they may, they may commit another own goal. Basically, I, I think President Ramaphosa is not going to engage into tussles with mm -hmm. Dr. Zuma. At the moment, it will not be politically wise to do that. Sure. She, I was not at work. I can just say I was not feeling well. I was supposed mm -hmm. to come. I didn't report. Just too late. I was sick. The lift was stuck. Yeah. Well, you're, you're welcome, Mama. <laughs> the lift was stuck. <laughs> Let's go to East London. Um, EFF, uh, CIC, um, Judas Malema is being charged or accused of discharging a firearm that belonged to his bodyguard at the fifth birthday celebration yes, in 2018. And uh, he went on a little bit of a rant yesterday because he says for the past five years, the magistrate is always late. And, and she defended herself and said, no, what I do is I sit in my chambers, which are five minutes away from here until I am told. In fact, she says, nobody tells me when everyone is settled. Mm. But why should you be told? Just 
be on time. That's how court operates. You see, I'm glad this happened. Yeah. Some of us who literally live in, I mean, I was counting, living in, I've been in court 53 times in my life yeah. for various stuff. Yeah. That's how they operate. Until everybody is settled, mm -hmm. they're in, in judges, they call them judge associates. Sure. Okay, or magistrate assistants, whatever. Once everybody is settled and everybody is in court and the persons are ready, mm -hmm. the judge associates or the assistant or a messenger of the court will go and call the And say, what? Well, now we're ready. So we are ready to okay. post. That's how it's done. Uh, okay. That's the practice. It's not, there's not, they do it everywhere. So are you saying Juju is aware of this practice? He should be aware, or, or at least, or at least he's, legal team should be aware of that. He should be aware. And Julius is a political so, so, court. But whose responsibility is it that everyone is settled on time and that we're closing the doors because we need to start? Yes, it's it's, it's the court marshals, okay. the messenger of the court, mm. and, and those ladies or gentlemen that sit in front of me that are handing over the files. Once mm. everybody's there, they normally check with counsels and the prosecutors to say, is everybody in the house? Sure. Can we call the magistrate or the presiding? Sounds like a DJ. Is they, everybody they... in the house? <laughs> Put your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. You see, guys, talking politics with DJs is good picking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how it's done. But there's two elements that I forgot. That, so that's the process. Yes, see? yes. It does happen as well, fresh in courts, that the presiding officer, mm. after sitting and thinking overnight, over weeks, would say to the two parties, meaning mm. the prosecuting authority and the counsels for the accused, can I meet in my chambers before we start? Yes. So she says, she sent that request. Mm. And this was de denied or declined to say we are not coming. But nobody mm. took the message back to her. If that's what transpired, mm. she did nothing wrong. Okay. If that's what transpired. Mm. Because when you send a message through the court messenger to the counsels or, or the representatives of the accused, and they declined, that person was supposed to go back and inform the presiding with that, no, they don't want to meet you in chambers. They are ready to proceed in mm. court. Mm. So if that's what happened, but but Julius mentioned that it's not the first time. You see, now that becomes a problem. If she is perpetually late, mm. which I find it very, very strange that a magistrate can be late perpetually. And she, she was, I mean, this case has been running for over five years. And, 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 and I would find very strange that uh, uh, they allowed it to continue to happen up to this time. Now, do you want my idea of what transpired? Tell us. Uh, uh, you know, I always tell people one thing that you don't want to do in South Africa is to is to 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 step on to Juju's toes. Then he will make noise. But I think number one, Julius and the legal team. I don't know why they refused to go and meet the magistrate in the mm. chambers, and I don't know why did she call them now to meet in the chambers. But I think they've realized how serious this charge is. Because this is a very serious charge. I can, sure. I can tell you, being a firearm collector, I can tell you, mm. discharging a rifle, not just a firearm, mm. high-caliber rifle in a public place, it's very, it, it carries a minimum of five years, mm. you know, sentenced to prison then. Mm. But that's not the only thing. The other element is at that stage, at some stage, whether it is charged, whether it was blanks or whatever, Julius was in position. It was in arm of a firearm that is not registered. This is not he's not allowed to carry. Mm. He's not licensed to carry. That was not a shooting range. That was not a practice place. That's a public place. It was not his rifle. It belonged to the bodyguard. The bodyguard is also facing very serious charges mm. of handing a firearm to a person that is not allowed by the law. So these are very can't, serious. Can't, can't he argue power dynamics? 
what power dynamic? Uh, my boss said uh, escape rifle. Though. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. If you have a firearm license, you know the firearms control act. It's very clear on who should handle the firearm I and how and where. Even if your boss asks for it. Your boss or your boss. I mean, please, come on. The firearms kill people. That's a weapon. That's mm-hmm. not a toy. And I said, it's not like uh, using the vehicle that belongs to the company. Sure. And my boss says, I'll drive myself to not give me the keys. There's a total difference, though. There's a firearm control act. And you know that there's very serious issues in South Africa regarding firearm ownership. Mm-hmm. Most of murders in South Africa are, co- are committed with illegal firearms and things like that. So the charge itself, not to say Julius is guilty or what, but the charge itself is a very serious sure, charge. Yes. And, and let me tell you, it, now it's going to be very difficult. And, and Juju is very smart, guys. Mm-hmm. They played, he played to the gallery purposefully. It is going to be very difficult now for this magistrate to find him guilty. Actually, what should happen because of those utterances mm. and argument? I think it will be appropriate if the magistrate can excuse herself mm. from this process because she's going to be under pressure. So, to so, 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 so you figure it was a chess move? It was a chess that, that move. Rent. It was a very, very grand chess move mm. to say, now she's going to be in a very difficult position to say, if I find this guy guilty, they are going to say, I find him guilty because he irritated me. He called he, me out. He called me out, he exposed mm. me, and I understand. So I, I, I would advise, if I was the advisor to the judiciary, to say, the ministry must excuse us from this case. The damage is done. It's mm. dented mm. now. You understand? Then it must be a new, neutral person who comes and takes it over. And then again, we'll spend another five years running to the courts, trying to figure out if Juju was guilty or not. You can, you can discharge a firearm in a, in a public place. And where there were thousands of people uh, uh, along those lines. But but I think it was a chess move. I think it was a political move to say, nah, I'm going to put this magistrate in the corner. That he has been misbehaving. You know, knowing Julius, why did he let this magistrate stood him up so many times? So many times. Mm. He himself said every time we came to the court, not even once you were on time. Why did he let it happen up to this hour? I think they are realizing the, the seriousness of this charge and uh, and, and, and and the way it will go. You know, sure. it may end his political mm-hmm. standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and maybe, maybe they should start negotiating with the state in this matter. I would have done it. Sure. I would have negotiated if knowing what's at stake. Knowing what's at stake, I would mm. have negotiated with the prosecuting authority mm. uh, uh, to get a slap on my wrist, you know, a warning or, or thinking, look, he doesn't have criminal records, he's mm. not a criminal, he doesn't have a history of that. It was a thing. moment of excitement at a, the party. Exactly. You understand? That's what the EFF leader and his legal counsel should have done at the beginning. Don't go and try and argue. I don't know what are they arguing actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it was on public space. The firearm was discharged. I vividly recall when he tried to do it again, Advocate Dalimpov went to say, hey, stop. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in the public space. So sure. what are you trying to defend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my view with this matter. Let's go to Zimbabwe. Um, President Emerson Mnangagwa has been in the news um, because he is clearly uh, maybe going the bongo route and starting a dynasty of sorts in Zim. It was Africa. Uh, his 35-year-old son, uh, David Kudakwashe, Deputy Minister of Finance and Economic Development, apparently this uh, position was given via a youth quota. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's no other young Zimbabweans who could be minister, Deputy Ministers of Finance. And his nephew, uh, Tongai Mafidi Nangagwa, Deputy Minister of Tourism and Hospitality. Yeah. 
And uh, there's also Sean and Collins, who are twins, uh, who were also mentioned as having positioned. Yes, 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 very, very big position. And uh, his wife the other day was uh, given an honorary PhD uh, by Harvey. <laughs> 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 we spoke of dynasties uh, uh, in West Africa the other day. In, in, in fact, a Times Live article reported that in response to a question regarding him reappointing uh, Kirsty Coventry, apparently an underperforming Minister of Sports and Recreation, uh, Arts and Culture, he said, I've reappointed her because I am happy with her performance. Whoever was not impressed by her can appoint someone else when they become president. Uh, that's arrogant. I think that was very cheeky of President Menangawa to do that. But, but you know, really... What's going on? It's, it's, I, I, I think this is a slap on the Zimbabwean face. You know, already the men ascended to that office with questionable election mm. and process. And you still go and you appoint your own son. Look, there's nothing wrong in children of politicians. And I'm one of those and mm. businessmen to do business with the state or to appoint an imposition they qualify for. Sure. But but really in all this mess in Zimbabwe and you become a deputy minister of finance and, and, and trade and all that's a very powerful position, your mm. own child. Then you still bring your, your niece as well and or nephew and then there's other a twin batukolo somewhere that you throw them in there. They are running a dynasty, and mm. and I, I wonder it's just that parties like ZANU PF, they've got an element of intimidation. You can't question leadership, mm. you know. Mm. And I see the ANC is, is becoming that in South Africa now that you don't question leadership. Why would ZANU PF? Let's start with ZANU. The members of ZANU allow this to happen, mm. where the president is is building up a dynasty, is building surroundings with family members mm. and not mm. even distant cousin or immediate family members in, in the cabinet that is questionable. But I think it's a slap on, on, on Zimbabwean people. And and we know that Zimbabwean men at some stage they were the most intelligent, most qualified or highly qualified people on earth. So you can't tell me that with all those Zimbabweans you couldn't find a better minister or deputy minister of finance in order to avoid you know, such questions and us sitting here and debating such matters. You even go further and you appoint your nephew as well and then your nieces and your uncles and all that. And I, I think it's an unfortunate situation mm. and I think it's a joke. I think this whole cabinet, you know, it happened before where uh, President Mugabe was, was propelling uh, uh, Grace uh, Mugabe. The wifey. Uh, the wifey. Mm. And then, I mean, what's wrong with this African leaders? Fortunately, in South Africa, we have not been in that situation yet. Didn't uh, Equatorial Guinea's Mgwema appoint his son deputy president? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 we, and when people start rebelling and we had coups and we yeah. had problems, yeah. we, we, we put a blind eye and we mm. keep quiet about such things. But I don't think President Munangaga should have done that. Um, our final story um, is a story I wish we'd seen more of in the media. Um, the G20 saying to the African Union, here is a seat. Welcome to the club. What are the, in the implications of that? Should we be excited? <laughs> Should we worry? And why wasn't a big deal in the media? Yes, it was there, but it wasn't a big deal. It, 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 it was. I, I'm, I'm actually disappointed that the media didn't report on this. Yeah. It went completely silent. Immediately, after, remember this came two weeks after the BRICS mm. summit. Mm. And and now there's a very big, you know, the G20, it's actually 19 countries, including South Africa. South Africa has been the only count, African country represented in the G20, mm. and 19 others. Then the 20, I mean, and 18 others, the 20th member of the G20 has been the European Union. Oh, yes. And I said, so again, 
Germany, France, Italy mm. are, are members of the G20 as independent countries. Mm. But then they are also members of the European Union. Sure. You see, for me, that disjuncture, that, that's a problem already mm. to say these countries, when there's voting and veto powers within the, 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 the G20, mm. what happens to the vote of Germany, Italy, and France Absolutely. when they're also represented? And we are sitting in the same situation now, mm. uh, uh, firstly, as Africa, whereby South Africa is a member of G20. Now it's going to be G20 plus because now they are 21. Mm. There's an African Union. What, what, what does it mean? Does, does it mean when South Africa goes to the G20 engagement, will they fly the South African flag while they are also carriers of the African uh, Union flag? Mm. Imagine a situation where South Africa will be chairing the African Union and there's a G20 summit. Mm. Then the president of South Africa is supposed to go to the G20 summit to represent African Union. Then what happens to the South African flag? So those are some of the dynamics, but those administrative dynamics. And, 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 and luckily, the G20 does not have a secretariat, sure. unlike other multilateral bodies. What happens is the country that hosted the last time or that chaired the last time, like it was Indonesia mm. and the current, which was India and the next which is Brazil, mm -hmm. they form a, 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 what do they call it? They form a, a secretariat. They don't have a permanent sitting secretariat. But uh, this is long overdue. I, I, I'm very skeptical. Mm -hmm. It is nice and well and good for African countries, 55 African countries to be represented uh, in, in, in multilateral bodies. But why now? Mm -hmm. Understand? And my why now comes from an element of is it because they are countering the East moving and forming relations through BRICS and also, you know, individually, Russia, Africa summit, China, Africa mm -hmm. relationship? Are they countering that? Because the G20 countries are mainly Western countries, which includes two countries from Latin America, Argentina and Brazil, and some Asian countries. Are they countering that move? Why is Africa being seen as an ally and an important partner? At the moment, one one of the uh, two major focuses of the G20 countries, while it's finance, mm -hmm. because the main uh, program of the G20 is the ministers of finance, yes, as, as well as the governors of the Reserve Bank, mm -hmm. you know, forming that one arm. The other arm looks at things like climate change and things like that. Now, Africa has been impacted negatively mm -hmm. by climate change that has been caused by members of the G20, sure. the big guns, the industrialized countries. Now that they've finished uh, and uh, uh, you know polluting the world and, and determining to countries like South Africa that you can't ban coal to this extent, now they're starting to bring them closer to say, mm -hmm. come, let's talk. Uh, ECOWAS is busy chasing France out of there for their mining minerals. South Africa is, needs to ban more coal to keep lights on mm -hmm. at the moment. And, and because that will impact on the Western countries that bring them closer. It is nice and well and good to be a member of these multilateral forums, mm. to participate, to can have a voice sitting there. It is nice and well, but I, I wish and, 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 and pray that the African leaders who are going to be representing us at that particular forum of the G20 countries, which includes sub-members of the G7, mm. they should know that we, we have been a dustbin of the world. They should remember that we've been the feeder of the world. You know, Africa has been feeding the world mm. with food, with minerals, with labor, with everything else that the West needed in the East. He came out of Africa. Mm. And even if you don't go to those platforms with that agenda to say they're going to tell their now permanent members mm. to say you are not going to treat us 
like a feeding scheme. Sure. Like, the, 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 you know, you are going to donate to us. Or, or, or make us feel like we're imposters. Well, we, are imposters. we don't really yeah. belong. You're doing us a favor. You know, also, we must not also be excited as a nation and an mm. African nation at large. We should not be excited by just belonging, belonging into mm. this summit and going there with suits and ties and photo shoots. And then there's programs that are all, but these programs mm. that are the, the, the 2030, the 2030 program, the 2050 UN programs, they are not bearing fruits for us as Africans. You know, we hear all this. They look very nice on paper. Mm-hmm. The, the, the global uh, summits on, on environment and global change and whatever. If you read it on paper, it's very good in changes. Has Africa benefited mm-hmm. from that? Will we benefit now that we are permanent members? That's something we should guard against and not just be permanent members sitting there, rubbing shoulders and taking photo shoots and going to meetings and coming back. The Russia-Africa summit has come and gone. Mm-hmm. Media and everybody is quiet. We don't see the progress. Okay, the BRICS progress, there's a little bit of, of, of I must not be selfish, mm-hmm. that I'm benefiting a little bit from it. I'm studying Russian now thanks to the BRICS program. Are you serious? Yes, I started two days ago. Okay, so you, your learning Russian is for what precisely? Look, I, I, I love languages. I speak 13 mm-hmm. languages. Mm-hmm. But but also I've got an interest in international uh, uh, for us, yeah? sure. especially the BRICS. Mm-hmm. If I decide to change career to move, and it will be better. To be able, what else can we be to learn Russian and French as for my career and, and for equipping myself? Are you going to add Mandarin? You might as well. No, nah, no, nah, I think I'll stop now. I'm already struggling with Russian. Yo, guys, no, it's not easy. I, want, I wanted to quit yesterday. So what can you say so far in Russia? Ah, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, no, no, no. I can say quite a number of things. I know it's very simple. Why it's video? But the writing is going to be the most difficult part. Yeah. The letters. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The writing, the writing will be problematic. Yeah, the writing will be problematic. But if I can just learn how to speak and and, 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 and to say thank you and ask for wine. You, you love wine. So Nastarovia will probably be the first thing you know. No. You, and then, Nastarovia, they use it mainly. You know, it's like the German beer. They use it mainly on vodka. For vodka, yes. 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 Uh, 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 but I've learned that oh, wine, wine is vion, is vion, uh, but again, yet, 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 and you know what's gonna be easy? Yeah, I'm gonna just get a blonde, blue eyed Russian. Ah, but don't they still have Russian brides? Can't you order one? <laughs> Your next wine order, order a Russian bride. Uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll think about it. But look, going back to politics on a serious note, yeah. I, I think we should not just learn languages, Mandarin and Russian, we should mm. use, because this program, for example, is not Russian, just the language Russian for doing business with Russia. Oh, yes. So there's a whole pre- there's a business acumen element, mm. one part of the class, it's business management with mm. Russia and all international business. So that's what Africa should do. We should invest sure. in that. Mm. We, we should know, I've always said, language is very important in order to infiltrate, to penetrate, and to know what's happening with your business partners. But it should not end us, you know, being members, subscribers to, to, to international programs. So we should know what we want to get out Absolutely. of Absolutely. Childhood friend of mine, I think, probably saw the curve long, long ago because about 22 years ago, she started learning Mandarin. Wow. She even uh, relocated to China, I think, for three years. And she now has a master's in Mandarin. And she does works with bank, work with banks. She does translations. Language, bro, I yeah. can tell you. Knowing it's a language, a language yeah. it's, a, it's a gateway. I managed to be in some of the positions I occupied yeah. in, 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 even in my current position because of my fluency in Portuguese. Sure. Uh, so that helps it open doors. Mm. Uh, 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 and, and it also makes it a little bit unique. Unique sure. in a sense that when there's a post that requires 
a person with that acumen, you will fit in easily. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but it's very important. And this is what colonialists and imperialists do. They learn our languages. Mm. You understand? You must see Chinese speaking Zulu or Soto. You must see the Pakistanis mm. running spaza shops in the townships mm. speaking Kasital. And, and that's what made them successful. Because once a person starts speaking your language, you start to relate There's no better. There's, There's no barrier, no barrier yeah. in, in that instance. I, I, I spent what? I went to Brazil with cash cost in Portuguese, mm. and I couldn't survive. I'll never forget Until my first... Until you met a Brazilian girl. Until I met a Brazilian woman, and everything started flowing smooth, and my life became peaceful. But yeah, on that note, I think let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, uh, Botsang. Thanks, yeah. my brother. We love your insights as always. Uh, we love your perspective, and um, we appreciate you. No, I, I really appreciate the, the following, the team, yeah. as well as, you know, the comments of the people. Sure. You know, every day I search... I'm looking for somebody to lambast us. I don't know whether they are scared of us or are we are we really hitting the right button. But I like the reviews. I, I'm very impressed and, and we intend to give more information. You know, what we do, we collect information and we share it with visual. And you know, uh, last week we spoke about citizenship and mm. birth certificate. You don't know how many people wrote to me privately and say, wow, I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't know that even if my child is born, having a birth certificate does not mean you are a citizen. So sure. this is a kind of public administration information mm. that this platform we intend to share with the people. The government is supposed to be doing it. NGOs are supposed to be doing it. We decided to team up together and do that, and I think it's for the good of the nation. Where do we find you on social media? Uh, m at gmail.com and also at BotsanM on social media platforms. And then on on the telephone, it's 082-485-9100. Sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Botsam Muilua is about to leave the building. Shout out to Amp Studios for housing us. We love working in your space. Um, mad, mad shout out to Africa Podcast Network. Pezulu Works for the cinematography. Shout out to Trevor and the team. Um, also want to big up artist the floor Fraser for all of our audio imaging. And Botsam Muilua, of course, our political creative producer, Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer, Kilezo Mutisa King. Email us at waw at Africa Podcast Network. Dot com. Have a great political week in spite of yourselves.